What's up, everyone? Welcome back to Bourbon Buzzed and Ballin'. We are your hosts, Colby and Dutt. We got another good show for you tonight. Episode 8. Episode 8. We're rolling. We're rolling. Tell them what we're talking about tonight. Well, as always, we got a we got an opening toast we're going to do. We got some good information on some uh, hot topics. We're going to talk about Dabo. Um, we're going to talk about uh, some Major League Baseball rule changes. And then, of course, we're going to roll into some Major League Baseball news, some updates on the playoff race. And, of course, we got to recap the week in football. College Absolutely. and pros. College and pro. That's that's probably going to take up a large part of the show. All right. Well, let's just get it started with the opening toast. Let's do it. You know, it seems like every week we're toasting legends. And uh, the WNBA lost a legend, not not permanently. Right, right. Uh, but Sue Bird Calling retired. She's hanging up the, the tennis shoes. She was the uh, first overall pick in 2002. Another bird, another yeah, bird. Yep, yep, another bird legend. Not related. No, nope, no relation. Not related. No relation. Not related. She, she related in the fact that she's a hell of a basketball player. Right. Four-time right. WNBA champ, five-time Olympic gold medalist, two natties at UConn. I mean, what else can you say about her? I mean, she's also the league's all-time assist leader. Right. So, I mean, yeah. she's had a tremendous career. The WNBA is better because of her. Women's sports in general – yeah, are better absolutely. because of her, and uh, she's going to be missed. But yeah. well-deserved retirement. I'm sure she'll be in the Basketball Hall of Fame and and continue to do her work off the court. Yeah, no, it was, it was very fun watching her play, and I, I was always curious about her name. I thought she used to be related to Larry Bird, <laughs> so I looked that up a long time ago. Right, and right, she right. Wasn't. But, but, yeah, so, no, I, I have an opening toast. You know, given, okay. given the uh, – 9-11 mm-hmm. date has just passed. Um, I had this story that I've, I've wanted to talk about, and it's about, and most people probably don't re- remember, um, Anthony Varvero. He was a, a major league pitcher. He had like a, a six-year career at mm-hmm. the major league level, middle reliever. Um, he, uh, most notably for the Braves, he actually retired early from baseball because he just wanted to join – the Port Authority in New York City. Kind of like Tillman did. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Exactly. Okay. So he did. So he joined the Port Authority, you know, and and served New York City in that capacity. And then um, this weekend on, on his way to the 9-11 memorial, he tragically passed in a car accident. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah. So that's that story just, you know, I found out about that story and uh, – I just felt like it might be fitting to bring that yeah, up. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I'm, I'm, that's very, very, very time appropriate. And uh, yeah, hate to hear that. You know, when somebody gives up millions in a pro career to go, you know, serve the serve, people, right? Do something that's, that's you know, much bigger. Hats off to that. I mean, that's exactly. That's, you know, one thing. One thing. You know, I've, you know, I know in the South we talk a lot about the the New Yorkers that are moving down here, right. and moving, but. One thing I do know, you know, when it comes to when it comes to uh, tragic occur, you know, occurrences and 9/11 and the plane crashing in the Hudson River, you know, New York police, New York fire fighters, New York Port Authority, they're some of the best in the world right. at at answering those calls. Right. So. Well, I, I didn't see much uh, of the other NFL games this weekend, but I do know that the Giants and Titans were both wearing the you know the yeah. FDNY or the 
the police department hats to you know to honor them. Right. Yeah. So, so yeah. So yeah. Let's open and toast to, to Sue and to Anthony and to any first responders. You know, That's especially right. given the events of uh, the anniversary of this weekend. That's right. Yeah. Cheers to cheers, cheers. to all y'all. Yep. Cheers. Cool. Well, you know, what you sipping on over there? You know, ever since we raided it, I just can't get enough of it. <laughs> and I, I got to watch the way I phrase this. <laughs> you like the chicken cock. But, uh, yeah, that chicken cock is, is chicken good. Chicken cock is good. It is it good. It is good. It is good. I, I will say it is a good bourbon. I, I definitely enjoy it, and I enjoy it neat. It doesn't need a... Uh, whiskey stone or cube or anything just yeah it's just smooth just it's, it's well worth the was it 60 69 60 no i, I thought 59, it was 59.95 59. so right, 60 at, right at 60 dollars right yeah. it's well worth it and it, it's it's becoming you better grab it while you can because good color the too. more i go into the stores I'm only seeing one bottle on the shelf. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I have a feeling as it, as it becomes more and more popular, it's going to be harder and harder to find. Yeah. So grab a bottle if you see it. Yeah, that could become the next Blanton's. What are you sipping on? I'm actually sipping on a local bourbon product, Southern Star. This is their Paragon Weeded. Yes, we have to um, get up there soon. Yeah, there. I like it. I like it. It's a good. It's a good bourbon. I don't like to. I don't like to have a rock in it during the show, you know, because I. I think that's a little disrespectful. Distract, <laughs> well, it's disrespectful to bourbon, but disrespectful, you know, it just waters it down a little right, bit, right. you know. But this, I probably this, you know, we haven't rated this yet. No, because so maybe I shouldn't rate it. Now, don't yeah, don't give away too much because I still would like to reach out. They're, they're about what thirty minute drive for us. Yeah, yeah. About uh, so that. I would still like to reach out to them and and you know possibly do a rate that shit from their distillery. Yeah, uh, it's, a, so, it's, a, it's a good bourbon. So I've Very kind good. of been holding out for that uh, as far as putting that on the on the bar as a, as a rate that shit. Well, won't you uh, won't you lead us off right, into coming in? Yeah, hot? let's come on in hot and uh, first topic. First topic would be uh, Dabo Sweeney. Sweeney. Dabo Sweeney. Maybe, maybe I need to yeah, lay yeah. off the chicken cock. Slow, <laughs> slow down on your bourbon. So Dabo just signed a 10-year, $115, $115 million, I'm struggling tonight, uh, yeah. extension. And uh, so that makes him the second highest paid college coach right. behind uh, the GOAT. Down goes Kirby. Kirby went from number one to... Number two, when when they, when Bama extended Nick, now he's number three. Three weeks with, later, yeah, he exactly. Went from first to third. So I, I think he's safe in third place, especially with the uh, I don't you know. know what's happening like down in Texas area. <laughs> I don't know Harbaugh, man. Yeah, well, and and you know, there's an opening in Nebraska now, and nah, uh, they've been we'll, talking about a guy that we can't believe he would nah, even have a job. <laughs> no, no chance he goes but, to Nebraska. But, but that name is being dropped out Nebraska, there. Nebraska, I will go out on a limb. Nebraska will never approach $115 million over 10 years right, for a coach. Right, Not even Urban? They would have to sell way too much corn for well, that. Let, let no me tell chance. you the interesting uh, clause in Dabo's contract is, so if he leaves to go to the NFL, there's no buyout. If he leaves to go to any other college team, there's a buyout. But if he leaves to go to Alabama, the buyout is one and a half times greater <laughs> per year than any other college. So they're really protecting themselves against 
a, him leaving to to go replace Nick whenever Nick decides to yeah. step down. But the first year, the buyout's only nine million dollars. Oh wow! Well, you don't think Alabama would pay nine yeah. million dollars if Dabo was who they wanted? Clemson fans, let that tell you a little something about where Dabo's heart is. My suspicion. I could see him being yeah. being our next coach. Sure, it's natural. It's natural, especially but, with you know it. If Clemson would have stayed on the on the trajectory that they were on a few years ago, but they've kind of flatlined yeah. a little bit, and you know they missed the playoffs last year. So, right. and if they don't replace their quarterback this year, I I don't see them doing much this year either. Yeah, we'll which get, we, we talked about we'll, that already. We'll talk a little bit more about a little that bit tonight, more about that sure. tonight. But uh, so yeah, um, that well, that was the hot the coming in hot news about Dabo. Well, uh, I'll raise my glass to Dabo. He's he's a good. He's a good coach. He's a Bama good alum. Coach, Bama alum. We like Dabo. You want to talk about the baseball rule changes? Yeah, let's do that. Okay. You want to give it to him or you want me to give it to him? Well, I'll give it to you in summary, and then you, okay. can, you can dive deeper because okay. I know you got more notes. So, basically, the major league, they're going to effectively change the rules, and I think they're going to roll it out over time. They're not necessarily just going to – No, it's going to be in the 2023 season. Okay. Well, I thought they were – you know, the, the union was wanting it rolled out over time. But basically they're going to put the pitchers on a clock. Mm-hmm. They're going to uh, eliminate the uh, shift. Yep. Infield shift. So you're only going to be able to have so many infielders on one side of the field at one time. I'm sure they're going to – there's going to be some gray area well, there it, over, it, over second You have days. to be – at the time the pitch is released, right. you have to have two two infielders on each side each of side. second base. Yes. Now there's nothing to say you can't be standing right there, and as soon as he lets that ball go, you sprint to one side or the other. Sure. But they have to. You have to have both feet. Both you have to have two players with both feet on each side of second base, and they have to be in the dirt. They can't be in the grass, so they can't be in the outfield either. Right. 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 So. Um, and then, uh, and then they're changing the, the, the base, base size. They're yeah, they, they think that's a fifteen sa- to eighteen. Yeah, they think that's yeah. a safety uh, issue. Um, you know, it might be some of these bang bang plays at first base. It might be the difference between out and safe now. But you know, it's really the the base size is really to help uh, protect against injuries. I like all the changes. To be honest with you, I mean, I I don't know how I feel about the uh, shift rule. You know, because that is. <laughs> Strategy. I know it's put in because right. a left left-handed left-handed hitter struggle to to hit to that, all fields. That's but. the only one I didn't really like. The pitch clock. You know they tried it out in the minor leagues yeah. and it knocks 30, 45 minutes off a oh, game. Yeah. So it's pace of play, you pace need that. Um, it will be fifteen seconds with no runners on. Twenty seconds if you got a base runner. Right, right. Uh, and then I think unless you step off. And, right, but there, I think there's only yeah. so many times you can step off, and the batter also. Has to, you know, he has to be in the box with by the time there's like eight seconds left or eight yeah. seconds of runoff. Or so. so there's there's some other tweaks to the rules. Hopefully that cuts out all the batter adjustments, glove right. adjustments. Yeah. And, I mean, I I like the the pitch count, not the pitch count, but the clock, pitch clock, pitch clock for sure. Because right. uh, yeah, I mean, you, you you're in the box. It's a boring game. I'll yeah. be honest with you. I love yeah. baseball, but man, it's it is, boring to watch. It is boring to and watch. You, and like you said, you got the, the batter's standing there. First pitch is a ball. He steps out, redoes his batting glove. I mean, he didn't even do anything. No. <laughs> so you know, he just his no. cup. No way your glove. Gets that loose. That loose in one it, pitch. exactly. So yeah. you know, I think you know they're trying to. I've only been to minor league games in recent history, so 
I like the minor league game better than I do the major league game. Now I love going to like the last game I was at was the Braves Dodgers mm-hmm. a few years ago. That was I like playoffs. Yeah, you know, it's oh, yeah. a little bit more exciting and, and yeah, yeah. Uh, I definitely watch playoff baseball. Right. I, I just don't see how you can watch 160 plus games a year. And I no. know I got friends that do, but well, and I, even, I like the rule changes. I, I do fantasy baseball to try to get me more interested in baseball and it's still all I do is just try to keep up with my players I'm I'm not going to sit there and watch I mean if I've got both pitchers pitching against each other I might watch a pretty good chunk of the game but no I'll uh, I'll tune in and watch Pujols right I'll I'll, I'll be tuning in watching Albert Pujols well speaking of that uh, you know the last thing we wanted to talk about coming in hot is there's three guys right now that are chasing kind of home run milestones not records well although one of them is chasing a record but two of them it's more a milestone um, so Mike Trout is chasing the record. He's going yeah. for it tonight, as a matter of fact. We're, we're taping on Tuesday. And uh, he's going for the, the record, to, the, to tie the record for most consecutive games with a home run. Mm. So yesterday he hit, in a, he hit a home run in his seventh straight game. Today he's going for eight. Uh, that will tie My man. your boy, My Ken man. Griffey Jr. Greatest center uh, fielder to ever Don, well, Willie Mays. Uh, Greatest center fielder <laughs> ever played a game. Uh, Don Mattingly and, and Dale Long uh, from the 50s. Uh, but So, good luck to Trout tonight. Yeah. You know, Trout's a hell of a player, and if he can stay healthy, yeah, yeah. He, he can go down maybe as the greatest center fielder ever. <laughs> yeah. yeah be, he's, uh, he's good for sure. Pujols so, is sitting on six nine seven. Pujols is on six nine seven. He, so he did move. He did take over fourth all by himself. You know yeah. he was tied with a Rod, and uh, he hit that six ninety seven to to jump into fourth place. So he's still three away from that magic number. He's still got about twenty games. I didn't look up the exact number. Oh, yeah, I didn't either. I didn't. Um, but about twenty, I want to yeah, say, is a, what he twenty roughly twenty couple, I think. Yeah. Something like that. Um, and then uh, Judge hit number fifty five. So he's chasing the Maris number, and uh, you know, he's got a good shot the pace he's on. So good luck to those three guys, and uh, we hope you get your home runs. And while we're talking baseball. Pulling hard for Albert, man. Let's just go on and jump right into the uh, playoff race. Let's do it. All right. You want to start with the National League or the American League? Let's go American League. American let's League. Go with, let's get the best league out the way. I mean, I'm a National League guy, but, man, I don't know. Looking I, at the teams this year, I believe the, the National Leagues, and, of course, they've got – Well, I mean, each team, each each league's top-heavy. Right. You know, but Na- American League have kind of owned the National League. In well, currently, currently in the American League, the Astros lead everybody. Uh, they're, yeah. they're top in the AL. Uh, they're, and right they now, did. they're the number one seed. The Yanks are number two. The Yanks are five games in back of the Astros, and – but they're they're getting Verlander back yep. soon, yep. so so that'll be a hard hard to make up five games uh, in in just three weeks. But it's possible. But you know, right? It's, it's, uh, the Astros are just so they're just so balanced, man, with pitching and hitting and and anytime you have Altuve, well, they got experience know. too. I mean, yeah, they're, they're, no, they go just, deep every year. Like you said, they got Altuve, they got Bregman, they got the the big slugger Alvarez. Yeah, uh, you know, he's a they're beast. Loaded. Then, uh, like you said, get Verlander healthy. Framber Valdez is having a hell of a season. Yeah, um, they're just deep. Two-headed monster in the bullpen with Presley and, and Montero. So yeah, they 
Yeah, they're good. They're solid. They're solid. The Yanks, of course, they're very dependent on. They're struggling uh, lately. They though, right? they have fallen on hard times. They have, uh, you know, Stanton got hurt, so he wasn't in the lineup to protect Judge or vice versa. So they really rely on having both of those guys in there. They've been dealing with a lot of injuries. Yeah. Rizzo is has got a, a, well, a calf. No, he he had a head injury. He's back though. Yeah, right. and uh, DJ Lemayu, he's one that had the toe injury. Mm-hmm. Um, their pitching does not impress me. You know, they got Garrett Cole, who when he's on, he's one of the best in the game. And then they got this Nestor Cortez, who kind of came out of nowhere this year and, and has, mm. has been really good. And then they traded at the deadline for uh, Montas from Oakland. Uh, their bullpen struggling. Chapman, yeah. he he got a leg infection from getting a tattoo. And he, mm. he's, he's been up and down and in and out of the lineup all year. Really, it's been Clay Holmes. Uh, being the relief pitcher. So, you know, nothing really to get excited about uh, right now if you're a Yankees fan. I, I tell you, the team that uh, I think can make some noise is uh, the Seattle Mariners. Yeah. And, you know, I, I found this interest in Seattle. If they make the playoffs this year, which they're pretty much a lock, it looks like, at this point, they're going to end the longest drought yeah. in all of sports. Oh, I didn't know. I, I thought yeah, it was not just baseball. Base, I thought it all was just sports baseball. for for not being in the playoffs. Mm. It, it's been twenty two years. Twenty two years. Yeah, since they were in the playoffs. And, yeah, and they also are the only major league baseball team to never reach the World Series. So they've mm. they've they've got some things in front of them, but you know when you look at their lineup, the youngster Julio Rodriguez, who's is a stud. They don't hit for a great average, though. No, you know, no. That average is, is low, but, man, they got pop all the way across the line. Yeah, so they do. Yeah. I guess they make up they make up for their lack of – And they don't have any the, the big-time name players. You know, they right. got some players that started their careers somewhere else and kind of like J.P. Crawford starting was a high prospect for the Phillies and never really did anything. But now with the Seattle club, he's doing really well. Ty France is another name. Uh, their pitchers, they're all imports. You know, they brought in Luis Castillo from the Reds. They brought in Robbie Ray. Uh, Logan Gilbert is, is homegrown, and he's he's a young, up-and-coming good pitcher. Their closer, Paul Sewell, he, you know, he, he's not your super dominant closer, so that could get him in trouble, but uh, – I really like I really like that team to, that could uh, sneak up on some people and, and make like, some noise. I like Tampa. I like Tampa, Tampa because Tampa. they're not healthy, but they're they're close to getting and all their pieces back. And they're another team that you look at them on paper, and it's like, how do they keep winning? Right, right. You know, there's they, about they, the only names you know on offense would be a, a Rosarina and and Yandy Diaz, and then the rest of them. Just they've grown from they've grown their their team yeah from but, their minor league system I mean I just I like the devil but I do like their their pitching staff yeah they, and they've somehow Tampa always they're kind of like the Braves their their farm system yeah, they just develop. has good arms they, they know how to develop them they do they develop you know that, that's, that's they why got, they're there that's yeah. why they're there and that's what wins in in, in the postseason is pitching it is yeah, if you get your staff together and. If you can have at least, I mean, in the playoffs, you got to have at least three quality starters, and then right. I think the Rays. And the Rays, they got Springs, Rasmussen, and McClanahan. 
and they're yeah. all young, but McClanahan's a beast. But yeah, they're 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 studs, all three of them. Yeah. Uh, and then the, the the last team really in contention would be Toronto, who is. Well, uh, what, you didn't mention the Guardians, Cleveland. Yeah, yeah, Cleveland. right. You're right. Cleveland is winning their division. Yeah, I think I think Cleveland's is a pretty scary team because they're very balanced. You yeah, know, they got yeah. Great, great. Well, they. They're they're great on defense, not so great hitting. No, but they play really good defense and they got really good pitching. They so. remind me a lot of the Oakland A's. Yeah, uh, and uh, I think they're the type type of team that can get to the postseason, but can't really make a lot of noise. Once yeah, they maybe get not. But and and the Twins are on kind of on the outside looking in, right? And then how? That? Well, you got uh, right now you got Seattle. Toronto and Tampa, and then the next team would be Baltimore. Actually, Baltimore has been on a surge here lately. Yeah, but their their pitching is right. Pitching um, is really the weak, Twins. I think. The Twins are actually nine games back of so, the playoffs of, of the third playoff spot. Yes. Oh, okay. So well, yeah, but they got they got eight games with the Cleveland right. Guardians over the last couple weeks of the season. Yeah, it's going to be tough really for anybody in the American League to kind of shake things up. It, probably yeah. your best chances would be the White Sox if they were yeah. able to cuz they're only uh they're only 3 games back of Cleveland or three and a half. So they would and oh, the only team that's going to make it out of that division is is, is the, the one winner. that wins it. Right. Um so so I think Chicago's still alive. Uh Baltimore five and a half back. I just don't see it. You know, yeah. especially in that division, and they played really. They had a really good season. You know, they've improved a and, lot, and they, they're young. They've had a lot of high draft picks that are finally now starting to right. reach the majors. So I look for Baltimore over the next few years. Probably not next year, but maybe two, yeah, like, three years from now. I like the catcher. Okay. Yeah, yeah. What's his last? What's his name? Now you name. I, I now watched you, him. Now you're making me draw a blank. And he's, he's, in, he's my fantasy catcher, too. Oh, my goodness. He I was, watched him in college. Yeah, he was the number know, one he, pick. Uh, yeah, he, he, made it, he made it to the big leagues quick. Yeah, you caught me off guard with that one. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember his name. Anyway, move on. Let's, let's talk. Let's talk well, I did want, I did want, before going to Nationally, I did want to mention, uh, you know, some of these young studs on Toronto, and a lot of them being uh, former big leaguers' kids. Oh, you know, yeah. you got you got Bo Bichette, you got yeah. Vlad Guerrero, you got uh, Biggio. I mean, there's a lot of yeah. a lot of kids that grew up in in the baseball parks. And then you got some other players like Tasker Hernandez and George Springer. Um, I like George Springer. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I he, and he's got experience Astros, yeah. when he was with the Astros. So I mean, Toronto's got a good young core. They're, you know, Toronto, uh, man, they were good, but they're just Adley so- Rutschman. <laughs> you should. There's no reason for you to forget your catch. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I like Rushman, but uh, Toronto has just been so inconsistent. Yeah. I mean, and they have. Well, you get they, that with young, young. Yeah, teams. that's true. And they got so, they have a brutal schedule the rest of the way. So I don't. I mean, I I can still see them eking into the playoffs. Right. Right. Yeah. Like I said, I think the the six that are in the, in control right now. Um, you know, unless the White Sox can overcome the Guardians' three-game lead in the Central, or uh, really, that's about the only one I see. And the National League is National League's pretty much. You, you almost, still got Milwaukee. Yeah, that's right, right there. Two games. Milwaukee. You know, you right now you got Atlanta and the Mets keep flip flopping 
for the division league. Yeah, Both of them are going to make it. Yeah, whichever one doesn't win, right? It's still just, a lot. You're going to have the number two seed versus the number four seed. Right. So that's right. what they're playing for. So those two are pretty much a lock. The Phillies are uh, pretty much a lock. Yeah. Well, no, I take that back. The Phillies and the Padres are the two and three teams right now. And the Phillies have one game, one and a half game lead on the Padres, and then you got the the Brewers two games back of that. So and there's only three and a half games. They're hot right now too, aren't they? The Brewers. Yeah, they've won two straight. Well, that and, exactly and the Padres. <laughs> well, but and then I the Padres have lost two straight. Yeah. Um. So I think you got. Three teams in the National League battling for the last two spots. Has there been a bigger disappointment in all of Major League Baseball than the Padres? The Padres. Considering all the trades they what made. The, now, I realize they lost their key cog. Yeah, and that, mean, that set them back yeah. you know, with, with Tatis. Uh, but, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, going out and getting Machado, trading but for Soto. Soto hasn't really – I mean, I think He's, all their trades are hitting like cumulative 220 yeah, or something Soto's, like that. Soto's been terrible since he got there. Josh Hader, yeah. who was who over the last three, four years has been the most dominant relief pitcher in baseball, he gets out there and yeah. they, they pulled him – they yanked him from Can't the closer. Throw a strike. And uh, so, yeah, they – they spent a lot of money. They they traded a lot of a lot of assets away, and they really don't have a lot to show for it. And uh, no. in the win column, anyway. But uh, they do have their their pitching staff is solid now and all back. Yeah, yeah, because they're you, all healthy you, you, on their for their playoff. Yeah, run, you got so. Darvish, you got Musgrove, mm-hmm. you got Blake Snell. Um, so I mean, they now that they're in the playoffs, uh, well, if they hold on to their playoffs, spot, right. I should say. They could be a sneaky, you know, better watch out for them type of team. Um, but yeah, it, it's. What do you think about the What do you think about the Mets and the Braves? Who you think's going to win that? I mean, that's a ten and a half game they gave up. Right. I, no, I think they're what one and a half up right now. Or no, it's it actually half? as of the day it was a half. Half a game. It was one because yeah, yeah. they lost and the Braves won. Right. Yesterday. Yeah, it was one and a half yeah, as of Sunday, but as of the day, it's a half a game. I think the Mets are. I don't. I think the Braves are going to get them, and this is why because because Braves always win. <laughs> Did you like that? The Braves always win, and the Mets are the Mets pitching staff. They they've got a few injuries. Right. Right. Well, and the Mets have to. The Braves are hosting the Mets for a three-game series, uh, September thirtieth through October second, and that is that very, the last series of yeah, the season. So that that very well could uh, you decide, know decide, yeah. it could come down to that final series. Um, but yeah, like you said, the Mets, when healthy, they've got two of the best arms in baseball, right. Degrom and uh, Scherzer. Yeah, but. But if they don't, if they don't get them back, if if they're if they're not healthy, I mean they're they're toast in the playoffs because right. it's all about pitching. Oh yeah, oh yeah, it's yeah. all about pitching. Oh yeah, that they've got to get those two. I mean they've got some good hitting. You know they got Pete Alonso, they got Francisco Lindor, yep. Starlin Marti. So you know, and they got a hell of a closer, Edwin Diaz, one of the best closers in the game right now. Right. So is he the one that walks up to the? To the trumpeteer, Timmy the trumpeteer. I'm not there? sure. I'm not, uh-uh. Oh well, we'll talk about that. Later. <laughs> I, know, I'm just, I was just actually he's the one. I thought maybe he was the one that he's the one that. that he just gave a shout out to Alabama because Alabama 
what was it? I'd have to look it up. But, uh, yeah, there was something that Alabama did that he also does when he does his entrance. And then he gave a shout-out to Alabama. Hmm. But I, I'd, I'd have to go back and look it up. Um, but, yeah, like you said, for the Mets, it, it, it all hinges on those two aces. Yeah. You know, if they're healthy, then they can play with anybody. But if, if they're not, and health has been an issue with those two. I like the Cardinals, too, man, in the, in the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, you got uh, Paul Goldschmidt. He's chasing a triple crown uh, this year. I mean, he's been on fire. He he had fallen off a little bit uh, his last few years, um, but now he seems to be back to his old self uh, looking good. Their pitching staff and, and bullpen, their closer, man, they're of course, solid. Of course, the Dodgers. No, I know. I mean, I think the Dodgers are the front runner for sure. I mean, they, they obviously have the best record in all, all of baseball. Right. Uh, I mean, they're deep. I mean, Freddie Freeman, Trey Turner, Mookie Betts, Justin Turner. I mean, just keep naming one, one through nine. It's a, it's a, yeah, it's solid. It's solid. It'd be pretty awesome to see the Braves come down to the Braves yeah. and the Dodgers against yeah. Freeman and, and playing against his old team. Right. And then you got, you know, Kershaw is still. Sipping from the fountain of youth, and no, I mean he's he's still Kershaw. Yeah, Julio Urias, uh, Tony Gonsolin. He did get uh, he's got a sore forearm. He's on the IR right now, so they really need him because he was like fifteen and one or fourteen. I mean he was just on a, 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 tearing it a, up. Yeah, an incredible tear. So they they really need to get him back healthy. Another former Brave, uh, Kimbrel, is their closer. Mm. So yeah, it would be a. And it very well could come down to to the. I mean, the you Braves. know, I, I see it either come down to the Braves and the Dodgers or the Mets and the Dodgers. Uh, I don't know. I'm gonna go out on a limb and say to say the Cardinals make a make a surprise. Now, what seed would the Cardinals be? Right now, they're they're the third seed because they're they're, the they're winning their division. Uh, so they they would so, be number so three. They certainly wouldn't have to go up against the Dodgers and, unless they went out. As of right now, they would start against the Padres. Right. You'd have the Cardinals and the Padres, Braves and the Phillies. I just like their I like their staff and their closer. You know, when it comes down to playoff baseball, it's it's pitching and timely hitting. Right. That's it. Yep. You're right. Because you're gonna you're gonna face the best, and you're not gonna you know you generally don't see. You know, huge run productions in the playoffs. I mean, generally, but you're going to on. Now they're usually lower scoring mm-hmm. games, and it's and all about the pitching. It's a, it's more of a chess match, and so it'd be interesting. It, I think, you know, oh. I, I, if I had to put some money on it, I'd probably put it on the Dodgers right now. But yeah, I, I still see mean. it being wide open. It might just come down to who gets hot. Right, right. It always it always comes down to that. There's always a team that comes comes out of not always, but generally a team that comes out of nowhere. Right. I mean, yeah, I mean the Astros did it uh, a few years back. The Braves did it. Uh, so yeah, I like it, playoff baseball though. It's intriguing. It's always intriguing. It's always right fun to watch. So I look forward to it. All right. Anything else you wanted to add? No. Baseball wise, or let's uh, no. go on and dive right into week one of the NFL. Let's do it. And you know what? It was – and I don't know if it's because of reduced preseason and condensed training camps, but there were a lot of – I think it's a compelling argument. A lot of injuries this weekend. A lot of injuries. Dak broke and his, 
not not just injuries, a lot of poor play. Yeah, oh yeah, I yeah. Mean, sloppy. Uh, just poor play. I mean, Aaron Rodgers. Yep. I mean, I've 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 seen him, you know, not be sharp before. But, right. You know, just well, you know, Rodgers didn't participate in the OTAs and this and that. And you're, yeah, you're great. You're a Hall of Famer, but you still have to build some chemistry with your receivers. So especially all that time his, away. Especially his receiving core. And, and, and especially you know. when you don't have his, you're not playing in the preseason games and, you know, yeah, you, you're getting the practice time, but there's a difference between practice speed and game speed. Oh, yeah, definitely. And, so, and I mean, look at, look at all the Hall of Fame, you know, preseason football <laughs> players that right. put up goose eggs in the re- – I mean, it's real easy to, to – to, you can't judge a quarterback in the preseason right. when he's playing against cover threes and cover two shells. Right. I mean, nobody's throwing anything at these guys. Right. And so you can sit there all day long and think, you know, uh, Kenny Pickett's ready right. for game, NFL game week one, and he's not. He's yeah. not because he hasn't seen a full well, there's some, defense. There's some fans down in Miami saying Skylar Thompson – the seventh round draft pick should be starting over two because he looked better in the preseason. That's because he was playing against kids that aren't even in the NFL right now. <laughs> exactly. And exactly. you know it's 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 common for over week one overreactions. Oh yeah, yeah. And I'm trying to fight the over the, the overreaction right. for sure. Like I'm I'm giddy over the Vikings right now and and well they did look the, good. They did look the good. Over the Packers not looking so good. Right. So, where do you want to go with this NFL Week One? I mean, we're talking injuries. Well, yeah, I was going to mention some of the, the the key injuries. Like I said, Dak is down. They said six to eight weeks after he had thumb surgery. Now Jerry's saying four weeks. So we'll we'll see. Elijah Moore had a serious knee injury. Chris Godwin uh, has got a major hammy injury. Keenan Allen also tweaked yeah. his hammy. T.J. Watt. T.J. Watt. Torn Peck. Uh, Jamal, he's, he's not going to be out as long. Yeah, I think it, I think they got good news on it, where they don't think it's going to be as long. Originally, it was going to be out the whole season, right? But they think maybe he can get back towards the end of the year. Last night in the Monday night game, Jamal Adams, yeah, uh, he it, he hurt his quad pretty bad. He's supposed it was to a serious injury. Yeah, he's too. supposed to miss some significant time. And then some of our Bama boys, Najee, uh, Najee hurt his foot. He had to come out of the game his x-rays came back negative all the talk today is that he's playing week he, two he was supposedly nursing that foot during preseason okay. two though so uh mac jones they yeah. had to check on his back afterwards turns out it was just spasms but i mean your backs are scary once right. once you injure a back um and then we lost two of our uh bama alumni uh Fidarian mathis Torn at MCL. He is definitely done for the year. And Deshaun Hand tore his quad, and he's done for the year. Mm-hmm. So, it was a brutal weekend. Tom, and it, Tom Brady might not make it through the year with that O-line. Joe Burrow don't want to hear about that. Yeah, no. But, <laughs> and he, Joe Burrow didn't want to hear about it last year. Seven sacks in the first game, which we'll, we'll get into a little bit. But, but you were talking about, uh, you know, some of uh, the sloppy play and some of the teams that were expected to win didn't win. Teams that weren't expected to win did win. Flip-flopped. I mean, yeah, well, so you can't really put too much into week one, but it's still every game counts. 
at the end of the year, this this is a win for the teams that won and a loss for the teams that I mean, lost. Is, is, is how long is Jimmy G going to sit on the sideline? Right, right. I mean, are they going to pull that trigger? Because, I mean, I, I don't think you it's fair to judge Trey Lance based on playing in a monsoon. Right. But still yet, I mean. Well, it's like we talked about a few weeks ago. I told you, I think it was our fantasy football, and I said, I'm going to let somebody else take the chance on Lance because I ain't seen nothing. I mean, one college game and right. a handful of snaps last year. Uh, you gonna have to show me more before I'm gonna have any confidence in you. And speaking of a previous show, on last week's show, I uh, mentioned that Brian Kelly for LSU needed to grow a set. And uh, this weekend, my man Brian Dable showed that he's got a set. Yeah, he rode, so, he, he rode Saquon, didn't he? He rode Saquon. I'm repping the Saquon jersey because uh, Saquon looked good. He looked looked back to his rookie form, looked explosive, uh, was running over people, through people, around people. But uh, Dable, so the Giants go down the field, score a touchdown. All they need to do is kick the extra point to go to overtime. He goes for two. So, you know, he, he he told his team in the preseason, we're going to be aggressive, and he backed it up. And he gave that ball to Saquon, and Saquon he trucked, made two missed. He made two miss in the backfield, and then he <laughs> trucked the kid at the goal line. Yeah. And then the Giants got a little bit of luck on their side because they, they still left, a, a I think, about a minute and something on the clock, and uh, Tennessee was able to get down into field goal range, but the kicker yeah, missed. missed the field goal. So – uh, and if you haven't seen the the post game celebration of Dable dancing in the locker room, I, yeah, I just it was that. epic. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I call that epic. It was yeah, epic. He, it's always nice to see those those guys getting down with their players. And then we were talking about Trey Lance and the monsoon and um, some team. I think you said let's get the trash out of the oh, way. They're still trash. <laughs> Bears are still trash. They beat but a yeah. they beat a kid that hasn't played in two years. <laughs> played l- lower level college. I mean, come on, man. I, I and it was a. Uh, you knew I couldn't let you I let that slide. I, I mean, the, the real Bears are gonna. The real Duff Justin Bears. Fields is gonna come out. <laughs> He's gonna come out. I mean, that was a, that was an ugly game. Hats off to. Uh, to the Bears getting it done, right, they, right, you know, definitely. Well, and then then one other one that shocked me, and you can you can pick on me because they were one of my. I didn't pick them to go to the Super Bowl, but I picked them to to lose the AFC Championship to the eventual Super Bowl champs, and that's the Indianapolis Colts, who all they could muster was a tie with the Houston Texans, who I've got picking in the top three next year in the draft. Right. Well, I think I think we all do. I mean, I agree with you. I mean, I don't I don't agree that the Colts were going to – I mean, I think they'll still win their division for right. sure. But, but yeah, that was uh, – it was a weird week Weird one. weekend, yeah. It well, and, and Rodrigo Blankenship, you know, the yeah. goggles uh, for University of Georgia. Right. He lost his job because of missing the, the potential game I, winning I mean, field goal. I thought goal. he was a good kicker too, but apparently he's – Apparently he had he's pretty he, yeah, inaccurate, he, yeah, pretty he's, inconsistent. He, yeah, he, he's cost them. That wasn't the first game that he okay. cost them. So. Yeah, but I think you know I could see if if he can clear his head. You know, kicking is like golf. You know, if, if you get the yips, it, it's hard to shake it. 
Yeah. So I don't know. I've never had to get. <laughs> Um, I liked the I liked the Seahawks last night. I thought Geno looked good. Geno did look good. I thought Geno looked really good, yeah. man. I thought wow. he had command of the offense. He he ran it when he needed to run it. He made the throws when he needed to make the throws. I was impressed. Well, there's there's two things that that I hated about that game last night. One was how it ended. Yeah, oh, you yeah. got you got Russ coming home. And, and it's fourth and five, and you still got plenty of time on the clock. You got all three well, timeouts. He, he mismanaged that down before right. the field goal in right. the first place. I mean, right. I, I don't should have called timeout. I don't understand how an NFL coach mismanages the clock. Yeah. I don't understand that. I mean, has he not played Xbox enough <laughs> to truly understand how to manage the game clock in the last few minutes? But but you just give this man all this money. And you're going to opt for a 64-yard field goal attempt. So you basically had a 5% chance, historically. 5% chance of that field goal being good. Versus letting Russ, who you're paying a gazillion dollars to, to convert a fourth and five, which is about a 50% success rate. And you're going to pick the the 5% and, and go for the kick. Yeah. No. And today, in today's press conference, he said, yeah, hindsight, um, I think it was the wrong decision. <laughs> yeah. You think? Yeah, no doubt. And then the other thing that I couldn't stand about that game last night, and I've never been able to stand it in all the Seahawks games I've ever watched, and that's Pete Carroll chewing that fucking gum. <laughs> I mean, he – and the camera loves to, to zoom in on him while he's chewing. It looks like a cow – Chewing, chewing on some cud. grass. Chewing his cud. Chewing his cud. I'm like, why do y'all keep doing that? I, that's one thing that I just can't stand about. Why? And, that, you know, they're saying that, you know, Seattle might be picking high next year, and there's a quarterback, Bryce Young, that's going to be a high draft pick. I don't want him going to Seattle where I got to keep watching Pete Carroll. <laughs> no, I know. Based on Geno last night, they might have Yeah, yeah, they might, they might, might, uh, I mean, Geno might be putting, uh, he might, he's been in the league a while, so he, he looked really comfortable last night. But is it just me, or have you noticed that too? Oh, yeah, yeah. I think, I think, <laughs> I mean, he, he first of all, I think them. he has a whole pack in his mouth. He's California cool, man. Mm, mm, California. California. And he's, he's getting nice. 71. I thought he was older than Nick. No, he's 71. Okay. Okay. He's in great shape, man. Well, you know. Still surfs. Okay. I mean, Still I. surfs. I respect the man. Sure. I just hate the way he chews gum. Right, right. <laughs> I get it. I get it. Well, I mean, I I got to say the Bills look great. Yeah, the Bills looked great. The Chiefs looked great. Mm-hmm. The Vikings looked great. Yep. And the Chargers. Yeah, the Chargers. The Chargers look, look good. Yeah. They look good. I, I, I'm not going to call them great yet. No, no. But they look good. I think you know early on the the definitely the Bills and the and the uh, the Chiefs. I mean, I, I based based on Brady, his O line, Buccaneers O line, right. And I mean the the crazy nature of the NFC right now. I mean, I think the Vikings are the are the front runner after Week One. I like the Vikings and I like Philadelphia right now. Yeah, Philly looked good too. Jalen looked good. Jalen looked really good. Yeah, every team in the NFC East won except for Dallas. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, that doesn't hurt my feelings right, at right. all. And and now without Dak, they're a train wreck. You know, I, I think 
there again, it's week one. You can't sure. overreact. I still think the Rams are going to be in it, you know, yeah. at the end. Yeah, the Rams, I mean, the Rams I, I went do, up against the Bills. I mean, that's that's a tough, that was a tough draw And for I them, do think, but, you know, and, and Stafford was coming off his elbow injury, elbow surgery. So, you know, I, I think the Rams are still a team to watch. I still think the Packers, once they, once uh, Aaron and his wide receivers get on the same page, I, I think they'll they'll be back in the running. So, well, you know, as a lifelong Vikings fan, it wouldn't shock me to see them collapse for sure. But man, is there a better receiver than Justin Devontae? Jefferson? <laughs> I mean, Justin Jefferson. Oh, yeah. He's not. You can't cover him. Right. I don't care who you so. put on him. You can't cover him. There, there's. There are some there, – there are probably, what, about well, six I'm gonna, or so wide receivers I'm going to give NFL Jamar Chase – I'm going to give LSU some love tonight. Oh, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I mean, I'm telling you. Between those between two. Between those two. You got Cooper Cup, Devontae Adams. I just think – I think Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson. Tyreek Hill. I mean, they're, in a, they're in a league of their own. There's, there's, there's some hella wide receiver talent in the league. Yeah, though. there is. Yeah, there is. You know, we mentioned Russ going back home to Seattle. And losing, two other quarterbacks had homecoming. Well, I call it a homecoming, or we might call it a revenge game. All uh, the revenge tours. They lost. all, yeah, they all came up empty. The only one that's left will be uh, Watson. Whenever he gets back and goes home to Houston, uh, he might be able to break the string. But uh, Flacco took his Jets to the Ravens, and they got destroyed. They're already talking about going to White. For this weekend and uh, pulling yeah. pulling Flacco, and then let me let me rub a little more salt in your wound and talk about the other the other quarterback that you were so high on and I'm still high on him. He got outplayed by Beef Brisket. Nah, I don't know. I mean, statistically speaking, but in the end, he he brought the Panthers back. Four sacks, four fumbles, and an interception? In his week one. It was ugly. It was, it was <laughs> ugly. I think he was pressing. I think he was pressing. But in the end, you know, they they had a chance to win it. And if it wasn't for a, what, 58-yard field goal, he wins. He gets the W. He gets the W. Yeah, if it wasn't for four sacks, four fumbles, and an interception, he might have got the W. <laughs> Can't call the sacks his fault, though. I mean, he's playing by, with a – with a rookie left tackle, who's basically tackling the man as he's tackling, as he's tackling him. So I mean, I can't really fault him. I mean, I, I mean, I, I think he definitely early on, I, I, he looked like he was thrown into the back of every Cleveland Brown. Right. You know, he couldn't get the ball over the line. Yeah, scrimmage, maybe he just. He's still, he's still in pressing, the, pressing too hard. In the end, he still had, you know, he still had gave the Panthers a chance to win it. Yeah, and uh, I mean, I would love to see him succeed. I'm like, it's like we talked in the previous episode. I love his moxie. I love his swagger. I'm just not sold on the talent. And, uh, I mean, I, I, I mean, I still think he's. I think I still think he's a, a top, you know, fifteen, mm. fifteen, twenty. He's right in that yeah, range. I might have, have to disagree with you yeah, on that. No, one. I think he's still <laughs> right in that fifteen, twenty range. Because if you look statistically, this past weekend. Tua would have been right around 15. And I don't – and I, I'll take Tua over Baker all day, every day. You know, Tua's done something that no quarterback in the history of the NFL has ever done. He's 4-0 against Bill Belichick. 4-0. Yeah. 
Nobody has ever, when they've had more than three career starts against Belichick, nobody has ever been undefeated. Uh, but Tua is. This is quite possibly Belichick's worst roster ever. I don't think it's quite. Well, with New England. Yeah, yes. yeah, definitely with New England. <laughs> Maybe his worst defense ever. Yeah. Like even going back to his well, Brown days. Yeah, Cleveland, I mean, because Nick was running that defense. And they, they, Bad, were, they were legit. His, his, his. Uh, yeah, I, I agree that uh, the, the cupboards are, are, they're not bare, but they're thin. I mean, I feel bad for Mac. Yeah. I mean, Devontae Parker is supposed to be, you know, their number one, and I think he had two catches. I mean, they're, they're, that, they're bad. That was two, was number one last year. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Trust me. So, uh, yeah, that's bad. Spe- speaking of the Dolphins game, did you hear about what, what some dumbass fan did? Oh, I. No, that was a that was a, a college game where I saw a fan. No, I didn't know that. I didn't know which. So, uh, so somebody left his grill burning. Oh, he burned down half the like eight cars. Lot. Yeah, I did see that. You can see, see the fans <laughs> in the stadium looking, and it's just smoke just billowing everywhere because this dumbass left his grill going and burnt up eight cars and and damaged a bunch of others and. That's going to hurt the insurance policy. Well, you, you know, you wonder, are they going to, like, ban grills from the parking lot, you know, because of this dumbass. <laughs> yeah, I did see that. I, it was, a, what was it, the LSU game, or what was it? There was a fan that just, he walked onto the field. Oh, that was were, LSU. While they were in the middle of Yeah, just walked out there and just watching mm-hmm. it from, from, the, from the field. Yeah, that was crazy. What else, what else you got in the Let's NFL? Let's see. I mean, that's about everything I had from the NFL. You know, I had Trey Lance's stats down here, and, you know, is he looking over his shoulder? You know, are they going? I mean, again, I just don't – I don't think it's fair to judge him based on on the weather that they played in. We'll have to, you know, give him a few weeks. But Well, bringing Jimmy back almost sets him up for failure. Yeah, that wasn't fair to him, for sure. I I get that they think that they're good quarterback play away from – being Super Bowl contenders, and you got to do what's what you think is best for your chances to win. But if you're having, you know, this, if, if you're disrupting things because of now you've got a QB controversy after one week, especially with a young, is it help? Yeah, I mean, we've Lance. we've talked many times about the psyche, yeah. the fragile psyche of young quarterbacks. I did mention also about Burrow getting sacked seven times and. Through four picks, but you know, even so. with five turnovers, they still should have won the game. Right, right. That right. ought to be positive for a Bengals, the Bengals team, and the Bengals fans. That and that ought to scare the hell out of the Steelers. That it took blocking an extra point, blocking a field goal, five turnovers, and right. you barely and you won. barely win. Yeah, no thanks well, to Minka. Minka showed out, and I think we picked. Pittsburgh to finish last, didn't we? We we picked them pretty. Them or Cleveland? Yeah, we picked picked them pretty pretty low, pretty low. All right, so uh, let's, let's. What else you got? NFL? Anything? Are you ready to go on to college? I'm, I'm ready. To recap week two. All right, let's move on to to college. First thing I wanted to mention was there was four big time major upsets. You know, you talked about sloppy play in the NFL. There was some sloppy play in in college football. Or yeah. maybe good play by the Sun Belt. Well, yeah, the Sun Belt. I, I wasn't necessarily saying that they were sloppy, but right. You know, there was some officiating that was very questionable all across college yeah. football. 
sloppy play. It was a um, but, but yeah, four upsets, Georgia Southern over Nebraska, and uh, Nebraska's seen enough and said bye-bye to Scott Frost. Out of here. You know what? If he They had to pay him $15 million Yikes. for firing him. If they would have waited till October, right, right, three weeks, they said they saved seven point five million. They That's how bad things. Hell no, he was sixteen were, and thirty one. Yeah, man. yeah, they were so he over, was terrible. They he were was, so over him. They were willing to pay an extra seven and a half million not to wait a couple weeks. I mean, for a for a storied program like Nebraska, I really, I mean, I'm, I just need to quit. Thinking people are better than they are, as I thought Frost was going to be a home run. I did too. I mean, for what he did at, at uh, UCF, UCF, I thought he was. But then gonna, all the I other coaches they, did good at UCF. That's is true too. But I thought he was a slam dunk I when they hired him. I did too. Yeah. I, I was actually worried that yeah. Nebraska was going to going to build to something. But man, he's they're terrible. I mean, I've watched them play a good six, seven times over the last few years, and they are horrible. They're hard right. to watch. Yeah. Well, how about how about Appalachian State? You Giant know, they, killer. They barely lost to uh, UNC last week, the two you know opening weekend. They really should have won if they if they make that two point conversion, sure, if yeah. that receiver makes that catch. And that was at home against a not very good UNC team, right? But then they go on the road to the number six team to a tough environment to play in. One of the toughest. Yeah, one and, of the toughest. Uh, Home and the they, handed, man. they handed to Texas A&M. I mean, it wasn't a blowout or anything like that, but A&M couldn't get anything going. No. 17-14. So that – and then uh, staying right there in that conference, Marshall, the thundering herd. Take, Crazy. Take down number eight or number overrated. Yeah, <laughs> vastly over. I, I mean, there's another coach. There's another coach that yeah. – He's the he's the first uh, Notre Dame coach to start his career zero and three. Right, right. And uh, yeah, he's got to be wondering. I, and I don't they lost, think, and they lost their quarterback too. Yeah, he's down. I think I saw four four weeks, maybe four or five yeah. weeks. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't I don't think they would do anything with with uh, Marcus this this soon. No, I but, don't think so either. That that wouldn't be Notre Dame style. Right. But you look at their schedule, man. They got they got USC. Mm-hmm. They got BYU. Yep. Which is another Which BYU was the the fourth of the upsets. They they picked knocked, it. They knocked a hey, Baylor still you know, was not picked was, it. Was not conference games. <laughs> Baylor's still alive. But uh yeah, number nine Baylor. Tough, uh, tough place to play up there. And that was uh, that was the only visiting team that was upset. You know, the other three teams, they were all at home. Right. Nebraska, right. Texas, and Notre Dame were all at home. <laughs> Texas A&M paid App one point five million yeah. to come get that come ass whooped. That ass. <laughs> and did you see the video? I was going. I was just yeah. about to ask you the the, yeah, the midnight. What it. they call it? Midnight yell. This, I yeah, the midnight and yell. That, their little and pep that, rally. And that A and M uh, guy was talking about. He was he was being. I mean that was a, that was a little below the belt. And, I mean the university shouldn't. Oh, they shouldn't they, allow they, they, some they, of that. They, I mean, they, I get they the, pulled it all. They're trying to pull it, but it's it's yeah, I mean, out once there. It's out it's there. Out it's, there. It's, it's golden. Oh, it's, it's out, out all over TikTok. Oh yeah, there. We saw a TikTok before I before I came here this evening. Where and that's that's why you know that's what's, what's fun. You know what I was thinking about today was all the you know they just had the top recruiting class, 
because they're paying them to come there, allegedly. And uh, I mean, that's, they're, that's what but they're now, doing. But now come that on, these, Jimbo. but now that these players see what a shit show Jimbo Fisher's organization is, I could see a lot of them being in the transfer portal next year. Yeah, you know, I, he's quickly becoming a villain in my book. You know, yeah. especially after him getting so torqued over what Coach Saban said. Oh yeah, you know he's definitely become a villain in my book. Well, so. the, if he wasn't guilty of it, he wouldn't have been screaming that loud. Right. I mean, that and just it wasn't like you know nobody says he's cheating. No, no. You just you just you just took advantage, and you're doing something that was kind of an unwritten rule well, among you coaches, know, but. Look, look, Dion. He had a little beef with Coach over that same thing, but it was a misunderstanding and just the way it was worded and this and that. And they're back to making commercials together again, you know. They, and he's legit though, Travis Hunter. Have you watched him? I have not. He's hurt, isn't he? Yeah, he got hurt, but he, I think it's just minor. But yeah, he's he's legit. There was a few other upsets, not a major, not 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 to that level, but uh, Houston, number twenty-five, Houston lost to an unranked Texas Tech. You know, Houston was one that we were a little high on, maybe as a as the next Cincinnati. Right. Number twelve, Florida loses at home to number twenty, Kentucky. But that didn't really surprise me because no, we were high on Florida after week one. Well, but, but what did what did that, what did I say? I said, what are they, the fourth best team in the East? Yeah, you know, because you got Tennessee and Kentucky, and Kentucky went in there. But uh, well, and actually Tennessee also upset number seventeen Pitt. Yeah, Tennessee, Tennessee. So, it's going to be interesting. So both Kentucky and Tennessee beat higher-rated teams, right? And, and those were two of the kind of the sleeper teams we said look out for in the East. In the East, them. and that's why I think you know if Georgia ain't on their A game every single week, one of these teams can get them. Yeah, that's true. Uh, then you got number nineteen Wisconsin losing at home to an unranked uh, Washington State team. Yeah, it's not a shock to me. All right, let's jump into the top five and uh, wrap up this part of the uh, show. We'll, we'll, we'll finish the week two recap looking at looking at the top five teams. Want to do it like we did last week and start at five and go backwards? Yeah. All right. Well, I, I could actually – I'll let you lead off because I, I listed mine wrong. So, I don't know who you got, who you got at five. I didn't really. I, I was just going by yours. Oh, okay. Well, I, I just – Let's talk Clemson first. Okay. You know, this, you know, 35 to 12 against Furman. Yeah, not um, impressive. No, and, and they actually got outgained by Furman offensively. DJ didn't, DJ put up some decent stats, but come on. Yeah, man. I mean, if Furman. You, yeah, if you look at his, if you just took it on paper value, right, you, might you would think, say an efficient, okay, good, you, efficient you know, game, but, but certainly not no. five star. Stats versus Furman. Yeah. I mean, I think Clemson's in trouble. I, I, I don't think DJ keeps that job all year. I don't see how he does either. But but Klubnik didn't look that great either. I mean, I mean, he didn't play a lot, but he didn't really put up any decent stats. I mean, yeah. so I mean I think Clemson's in trouble, man. I just I just don't I just don't think they got it. I think they're gonna Watch the- the Demon Deacons are coming for Clemson this the year. The Demon Deacons, maybe the maybe NC State, never know. Yeah, yep, Miami. I mean, NC State struggled. In their I mean, first I think Clemson, game, but... based on the ACC, has a chance to emerge. Right. But I mean, I think they get washed if they make it to the yeah. playoffs. Yep. Um. 
Let's go to Michigan. Okay. I mean, I, I don't know what to say. I mean, they look good, man. I mean, and, and, that, and the reason I didn't really even dive into the top five was because, you know, Clemson played firm and Michigan played Hawaii. I mean, right. You know, next week we play Louisiana Monroe. I mean, what? what yeah. Draft and, and the only thing that can really come out of the, these types of games is, is looking ugly. Well, that's true. But the way I look at these ugly games, these ugly matchups are, number one, do they win appropriately? Mm-hmm. Do they handle business right. correctly? Um, I don't and, and care glad, about I don't care about the stats. And I'm sheet. glad you bring that up because when we get to the top of this list, yeah, I got a point that I want to make. All right, but, yeah, because when you play a, a team that's either not ranked or you know FCS school or whatever, you have to handle them. Yeah, like Georgia, for example, thirty-three to nothing. Yeah. I mean, it, that doesn't sound impressive, you know, against a, an inferior program like that, right? But they did play an awful lot of players in that. They right. rotated a lot. Right. Um, but like Clemson, 35 to 12 over Furman, that's unacceptable. Right. And I am I can tell you, DJ played the lion's share of that game. Right. Yeah, he should have played a half at most. Michigan looked great against Hawaii, yeah. albeit they should have. But J.J. McCarthy looked excellent. Yeah. His arm was sharp. He was so- accurate. Is he going to be the man, or is, oh, he's, is, he's, is Harbaugh still going to split? No, nah, it's, it's J.J.'s job. If, okay. he, if he splits, he's a bigger buffoon than I think he is. I mean, <laughs> I already think he's crazy. He's Can't already he's... crazy, but uh, the defense the defense looked phenomenal against Hawaii. Um, they, they, to me, Michigan now looks the part. I mean, they're starting to look like they can handle the NFL draft. Mm-hmm. From one year to the next, and they've never been able to do well, that. And I, I, you know, we talked about Frost earlier going to Nebraska, and I thought Harbaugh going to Michigan was a slam dunk, and he was going to, you know, make them a contender from day maybe not day one, but maybe year two. I don't think we have the time of the show for me to explain why I don't think that's true yeah. because Harbaugh <laughs> is handcuffed by the University of Michigan Hmm. in ways that people can't imagine. And I've always argued that there is a regional, there's a regional difficulty in recruiting up there. Now I know Ohio State's always ranked, but there's a difference in how their administration supports their football program versus the University of Michigan's administration supporting their football program. And that's changing. Right. That is changing. So that's a whole nother show. I mean, that's a whole nother show. Ohio State, I mean, they struggled early. They found another wide receiver. They did. No, they didn't find him. I told told (laughs) everybody about him. I I didn't realize he was that big. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Yeah. He's He's bigger than his dad, I think. Yeah, he's 6'3". Yeah. 6'3", like 220, 212, 218. I think Senior was 5'11". We're talking about Marvin Harrison. uh, Yeah, yeah. For people that are wondering who we're talking about. Marvin Harrison uh, Jr. Yeah, he he stepped up in in place of Njigba. And he's coming back. I saw today where Njigba's coming back this week. Okay. So they get him back. Um, Yeah, that offense is going to be scary. Yeah, I think, 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 you know – they struggled in week one, but, you know, they, they clearly are going to get better as the season progresses as long as they stay healthy. 
Um, you want to talk Georgia? I mean, we kind of already talked yeah, Georgia we can a talk little Georgia. bit. Georgia, Let's just save Bama you, for last. You know, Georgia actually uh, jumped Alabama in the AP poll. They're yeah. now number one. Alabama stayed number one in the coaches poll, which we think is trash anyway. Which I'm, I'm glad because I, I don't like us being number one. No, I, I, I think prefer, we play better yeah, chasing. I, I do too. Uh, but and I think Georgia should be number one. I think they well, should have been one coming into the that, season. Yeah, they should have been coming into the season. But I don't necessarily think they should have jumped us based on this weekend because Georgia played at home, missed covering the spread by nineteen points. Oh yeah, yeah, thirty-three to nothing's not. Alabama went on the road in a very loud. I, I mean, I was shocked at how how loud that stadium was. Texas played out of their minds. Their defense was incredible. Yeah. I mean, if you think about it, our defense only gave up one touchdown in the Right. Game. I, you know, as bad as we right. complained about still some our D. things to find. So, we won on the road in a hostile environment, didn't cover spread by 19 points. So, which one of those games is, is the better win? Well, clearly, when they, when clearly, both are, clearly the Georgia game because we're judged against a whole different standard. Right, but I mean, I, like I said, I, I I'm I, I'm and glad the I'm officiating. Right, you know, I'm, I'm I'm glad they jumped us. Me too. But I also was was I had a should they really have jumped us though moment, you know? And then then the fact that we both missed covering the spread exactly the same amount by 19 points, <laughs> and then I was like. But it doesn't to me. Like I said it last week, matter. like I said last week, the we the, could fall to five. The, yeah, the rankings that we could fall to eleven right now. I mean, right. you, you go handle your business and you handle yeah, your business. So nah. I don't really care about it. I just thought that was interesting that that both of us basically did the same thing, but our win was on the road in a hostile environment. There was at home against the JV team. So, yeah, no, just something it, to think about. Just I, something to think I about. I agree. I mean, I, I I think Georgia should have been one coming into the season right, anyway. I agree. Yeah, and I, then and then it would have been it would have been mattered. naturally right. would have yep. been two. But yep. I know we we played bad. I mean, we played bad. The environment I think got to us. I, I think, think so. I think Will was trying to to just he's pressing. Yeah, I, I even mentioned that to you during the game that uh, I yeah. think those jumping off sides. You know, I mean, it's got to be frustrating when you know you're coming in here. You're trying to be the best defensive player in the country. You're trying to set sack records. We play a, a cupcake game week one. He doesn't get a sack. You know, he's getting double or triple team on every single snap. Yeah. Texas, I was watching him. They had two guys on him and a back chipping. Yeah, so he it was, was getting chipped at it every was play. Two and, Somebody two and three him. on him. So I think that frustration. And I think he was trying to get off so quick, and and he was crowding the line of scrimmage. So the, those those defensive offsides penalties that he took, I think, was a result of that. The frustration where the player was down, stood back up, and then he hit him in the back to extend the drive and give him 15 more yards. I, I think he was pressing and frustrated, and I think he kind of calmed down. I think the whole team kind of calmed down in that fourth quarter. Do you know that? Seemed like it. You know that we had. For the first three quarters, we had 186 yards total offense. I knew it was the fourth quarter we had 188. Yeah. So we had more yards in, in the fourth quarter than we did the, the first three quarters combined. 
I think play calling was horrendous. That's what I, I was right. just about. We opened it up a little bit more in the fourth quarter. The they fourth finally, quarter. Oh, you know, it was kind of like the Auburn game last year. I mean, O'Brien, he's just boring, man. I mean, he's how many wide receiver screens caller. can you throw? Boring play caller, man. I mean, we kept talking during the game. Well, maybe he's running this wide receiver screen to set, to set up. Never up. set it up. Never, never ran it. Never no. set up anything off of that first play where, where and that we, DB jumped that it. DB jumped we, route, we would have toasted never him. once tried to take advantage of that I saw a stat today that said Bryce Young is the only quarterback in the SEC who does not have a completion where the ball has traveled 15 yards in the air now he had a 20 yard completion but the ball did it wasn't sure, right so it's a bunch of dinking and dunking well you know that makes me worry I think you know right now Right now, I'm a little worried about our O-line. Yeah. And I'm worried about our receivers getting separation. Right. And it's, the play's taking too long. Well, I think Ja'Cory Brooks showed that he deserves more playing time because he stepped up in the fourth quarter. Uh, Gibbs is a stud. I mean, yeah. But if we didn't have Gibbs and, and Bryce, we lose that game easily. Yeah, Gibbs is Gibbs has been a godsend. Yep. I'm hoping Harrell comes back and but, gives yeah. us that over the top. Right. And I think they're saying that there's a chance him and J- JoJo Earl, yeah. that both of them are back this week. Yeah, I heard JoJo's coming back. So, so. yeah, that's that's some explosiveness that I'm not worried that we about, need. I'm not worried about Texas game, man. You know, we stumbled all last year. Oh, yeah. and we, God, those... we stumbled. Now, this year I thought we were going to be a, a little more dominant. You know, offensively, I was expecting more, and right, right now we're not there. Right. Um, but Nick Saban absolutely loves the ball. Right. Run the ball. Nick Saban absolutely loves these types of games because you get out of there with a win, but he's got all kinds of stuff that he can coach. chew ass yeah. on his coaching staff, on his players. 15 penalties, that's the most ever since he's been at Bama. You won't see that again. So, he's got a lot of, you know, he always talks about the rat poison. He loves to get that ammunition that he can then use it to to teach and coach and motivate his team. So, he, I think Nick was the happiest person leaving the stadium. <laughs> he didn't look too happy. Yeah, but. Well, I know who wasn't happy, and that was the country, because that Big 12 officiating crew was horrendous. I mean, he, he, and, we benefited from a lot of calls, well, no both doubt. Ways, though. But both ways, you know, because what's crazy is you know on social media and and reading different media outlets, you know, it, it's Texas would have won this, Texas would have won that. Right. Alabama knocked out the Texas quarterback. That that was a borderline late hit in the first place. No, it, and it and it wasn't a vicious hit. Right. It was Dallas. Trying to make a play, it should not hit him been, in the shoulder. Should not have been a rough in the passing call. I mean, how and and I'm glad they don't call that in the in the college like they do the NFL. Right? How is a how is an athlete running at the speeds they do supposed to not lay his body if, weight on the quarterback? If Dallas would have picked him up and drove and him. drove him into the ground, yes, they met in air. Right, no. Dallas no, Dallas is superhuman, but he can't he's not anti gravity. I think it's ironic, you know, that it's the second Texas quarterback, but right. maybe Texas maybe you ought to look at possibly recruiting a little tougher quarterback <laughs> before you play Alabama because it's not I mean, even the hit on McCoy, 
That was just a no. Darius making a right. play, and it just hit him correctly. Right. And just Dallas a, Turner lunges no, and knocks was a Ewers play. down, was a and he play. Ewers rolled into his shoulder. Yeah. And it was really a borderline late hit in the first place. And the the worst part about the officiating was the inconsistency. Yeah. You know, I, I get human uh, officials are human. They're going to make mistakes. They've got a split second to make a call. And some are going to be right, some are going to be wrong. But just be consistent. Like the pass interferences. In the oh. first half, they're letting both the receiver right. and, and the DB do some hand, hand jockeying. checking. And, and, and then when it's it comes down to being an important moment in the game, they're calling any little ticky-tack. You can't even touch them. So you, touch you're, them. you're letting me wrestle with this guy in the beginning of the game, but then later in the game, I can't even touch him. Yeah. Just be consistent so these players know – what they can do and right. what they can't do. Right. There was a face mask missed on both sides. Yep. Uh, you know, they face masked. Uh, Bijan Robinson's walk into the end zone was a, a hold on, on branch. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, branch is the edge player, right. and he was clearly held. By the I outside mean, shoulder. Yeah, by his outside, with the left arm right. on his outside, it was so easy to see. Right. Yeah, and, and like I said, I don't want it to sound like, right. like we're, we're – bitching as Bama fans because I think they got a bunch of calls wrong on both sides sure. of, the, of the field. And also that... But if you're going to bitch about officiating, be objective. Right, right. Be objective. Right. You know, I, I know somewhere that safety slash not safety slash grounding play yeah. was a total F-up call. Well, but, yeah. I mean, ultimately, they got it right in the end. But it was a clusterfuck. It was. You know, he called it wrong to begin with. He called uh, roughing the passer with, with targeting. targeting. So that's I mean, two different penalties. You're not supposed to be able to review roughing the passer. Right. There was no roughing the passer. There was no targeting. Uh, you know, a lot of the Texas people said it should have been a safety for intentional grounding. No, a Texas player actually touched the ball after it left Bryce's hands, and we had a running back. In, in Chase the was in the area. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and Bryce was outside the pocket. So, ultimately, the call went right. But I, not because anything the officials did. They got lucky that it went right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it, was, it, was, it was an ugly officiated game. Yeah. And there again, don't it's – like, it's like MMA or boxing – don't let the officials be the ones to decide the game. Exactly. Handle your business. There's and, enough plays in the game right. to win the I game mean, yeah, yeah, versus you, you, losing yeah. the game because of officiating. Right. I'm just glad it's another conference having horrible officiating. I, I thought it was the <laughs> SEC. Yeah, because yeah, we've got some bad officiating there too. Sweet. But uh, it's a good week. What else you got? That's it. Any, man. any uh, games you're looking forward to in, in college this week? Nah, this is an ugly week, man. Yeah, this is a ugly. I think it. I mean, there are a couple games. I think the, I think the BYU Oregon game mm-hmm. is entertaining, and I mean, I guess Georgia South Carolina. I mean, I don't I don't hold too much hope for South yeah. Carolina, but you never know. It's at South Carolina, so you never know. Georgia <laughs> Georgia's due to be tested. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, South, South, Car- nah. South Car- I thought South Carolina might. I thought they were going to be better than than they are. Do a, a little better. Yeah. You know, let me follow up on our show last week because I something just hit me. A couple of 
couple things I heard today just hit me. You know, last week we did a show on how do they still have a job? And two of the people we highlighted, one was Mike Tannenbaum, mm. the NFL insi- or front office insider. And he went on a rant today about Justin Herbert was misscouted because he wasn't in the SEC. That that's why he wasn't higher rated coming out of college, and that if he'd have been in the SEC, he he would have you know. I'm like, no, look at how he performed. So he's in a worse conference and not putting up stats. So you know he was a very high recruit coming out of high school. Didn't do it in college. That's why he wasn't. Right, as highly rated as if you go by film. Right, if you go by film, but you got the combine. Yeah, and you got Senior Bowl. Yeah, I don't know if he played in any. He did. He did. So you you have hands on your own scouting. Right at the Senior Bowl events and at the combine, there's zero excuse. Right to rely on film. Exactly. So you know, basically, he, he he's saying scouts don't know what they're doing because he's not in the SEC. That's just one of the. Well, I mean, that was one of those takes that I, that I told you. He he just comes with these yeah. outrageous takes that make no sense. Zero sense. Uh, you know, and then the second one, our favorite, Mr. Skip Bayless. He went. He 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 said today that, uh, well, there's really no talent drop off between Dak Prescott and Cooper Rush. <laughs> you know, they might. I, he said, I, I Cooper Rush is actually. Uh, is probably more consistent than that. I mean, he was just... He's going to do anything to prop the Cowboys. Like, I, I just don't understand. Actually, he was kind of... it was. I don't think he was uh, propping the Cowboys. I think he was taking a, a stab at Dak Prescott. Mm. But it's just stupid stuff like that. It makes you wonder, how do they still have a job? Why do people tune in? And I didn't tune in. I just read about this. Trust yeah. me, I don't tune in. No, I, yeah, I hope not. I can't listen to that dude. But man. Uh, it doesn't make any sense to me why people still like to watch him. Anyway, that was last week's episode. But it was just I just found that interesting that, that two of the guys that we talked about last week proved our point again when they opened their mouths this week yeah. uh, that they, they don't need to be. In that business, well, that's it, man. I'm, yeah. I'm out of I'm out of information. <laughs> I think we probably had probably talked longer than we probably should have, probably. Uh, but uh, it was a lot to cover, and uh, I think it's time now to go over to the bar and drink some bourbons, and then rate, rate that shit. What up? We are at. The bourbon buzzed and ballin' bar, and we're ready to rate that shit. Yeah, I kind of uh, chose an interesting theme tonight. It's kind of a nautical theme. I got us a, a creek, a river, and an ocean. <laughs> so we're gonna we're gonna start off at the creek, and then we're gonna work our way up to the ocean. And uh, now the ocean, I, I recognize, but I don't really recognize, you know, these. So are right. these are these really accessible at the bourbon? This one, this one, this Dread River uh, is actually from Birmingham Distillery. Oh, okay. And it just came out in May. So it's a 
very new bourbon. I was able to find it in Tuscaloosa. The Hardens Creek, you can find that at your ABC store. It's a uh, it's part of a, the Jim, Jim Beam family. So this oh, is the okay. actual Colonel James B. Beam version. It costs about 80 bucks. It's aged for two years. They have an interesting, their own kind of patented aging uh, technique where they can get the flavor in just two years. Now you can see it's a little bit lighter well, in color uh, than like say the Dread River, but uh, it's supposed to have just as much flavor. It's the strongest bourbon we're gonna to drink tonight. It's 108 proof. Okay. And it's supposed to give you vanillas, nuts, and uh, and some oak. Out which, the gate with 108. Yeah, I, and you know, I usually, I usually don't like to start, I usually like to start at the lower proof and work my way up, but it didn't go with the theme. We couldn't start at the river and end you. at the creek. <laughs> so, makes sense. So I, I had to start at the creek. I couldn't help but laugh when you came up with this. I, I, you know, I, I'm always looking for some some little, uh, you know, something different to talk about. And speaking of talking about, you want to give our, our listeners the, the rating system? I've already dove in. Well, go ahead. Well, I, you, you tell about the rating system while I try it, and then we'll rate it. Gotcha. Okay. So Bourbon Buzz and Ball and Rating System, we do a one through four. One being our lowest level, we call that a brown bag. And so basically if we just are embarrassed to have that on our shelf or, or we just don't recommend it at all, that's a brown bag. Number two, you know, it's a good tried and true bourbon, but it's something that you probably just want to mix it with a, with a Coke or a ginger ale, Sprite, whatever it is you like to mix it with. We call that a mixer. As the bourbon gets better, uh, it moves up our scale to three. We call that on the rocks. You might be a 108 proof and you want to dilute it down with a with, right. a, with a rock or, or ice cubes or whatever you do. So, And last but not least, the tried and true, the, the best way to drink a bourbon, and that's neat. That's neat, absolutely. Yep. Speaking of, of toning down, that does have a little heat to it. Like I said, mm -hmm. it's 108 proof. I do get a, a diff, couple different flavors in there. I, I get the vanilla. I get the vanilla. Yeah, vanilla and a little bit of nut. Yeah, yeah, I'm getting. But but there's there's definitely some heat. Definitely I'm a little getting, bit of burn. I'm getting the oaky the oakiness like the like the mash. I'm right. almost where I can taste the mash in the bourbon more so than the. All right, well, why don't you rate that shit? I like this, man. I, I, I like Beam. Yeah. Beam is good, man. Beam is good across the board. Um, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put this a three. This is a three for me. It's on the rocks. Yeah. I was, I was while you were giving your rating, I was, I was contemplating mine. And uh, I, was, I was teetering between two and three. And, uh, but I do think... I do think that's a good bourbon. That is a good bourbon. I mean, you, you it's a good sipping bourbon. You wouldn't want to just pound these <laughs> hanging out by the pool. You know, this... I don't know too many bourbons <laughs> I want to pound, to be honest with you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Yeah, you, you know, yeah. this is not something that... Uh, so this is $80? This is $80, yes. Uh, All right, so this one you want to think twice about right. before you buy. Yeah, I mean... It's it, a nice bottle. It, yeah, I love the little leather strap on the top for... for uh, people that can see it if the spotify listeners it's it's got a leather strap that holds the the cork in place nice gold nice cork. presentation what kind of sound do we have 
nice little oh nice little pop. pop yeah it was nice so yeah i mean it's definitely a good one to have in your collection yeah, that's a nice bottle uh, nice little sipper fire up a stogie have, have a cigar and, and and sip this it'd be nice I, cool that's a good solid three for me well let's paddle up to up the creek a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> you about got me choked when you let's, said that. Let's paddle up to the river. Yeah, we're, we're going to leave the creek and go into the river. All right. Now, like I said, this is from the Dread River Distillery in Birmingham, Alabama. Okay. Now, this is the first bourbon commercially distilled in Birmingham in over 100 years. Just came out. They had some pre-release parties. Um, there was a an indie race in, in Alabama that, that that weekend you could get a hold of these. Um, but it, it officially hit the shelves of the ABC store in May. May the 1st was when that came out. Like I said, I was I was down in Tuscaloosa taking Calissa back to school. Saw it in the ABC store and uh, thought I'd give it a try. So Old school bottle. Yeah, I, ju I just opened it tonight for the first time. Haven't even, haven't even opened it yet. Wow. Cleanse my palate a little bit from it's that nice. from that 108. It's a good old school bottle. I like it. What's the color look like? It's just nice color. It's nice color. A little bit darker than the than yeah. the, the hardest. You know, we we kind of didn't really touch on the fact that that was only two years old. I mean, I I, I know I mentioned it, but well, as you, we were you, tasting yeah, it, you said they had a proprietary aging process, yeah. which. Which makes sense because, well, you know, we tasted some bourbon this, this past weekend that was, what was it, a 22-year? 23. 23 year, and it was lighter than, it was yeah. about this yeah, light. That, yeah, that shocked me. It did shock me. I won't disclose what it was. <laughs> anyway, this this one's a little darker. Yeah, nice amber color. Got nice a, nice legs. That's a distinct smell to me. What do you, what do you get from that nose? Well, now this one... I know what you're getting because I and I didn't tell you this, but this one is actually it's a corn, wheat, and barley mash that's aged for two years, but then it's finished in Caribbean rum barrels. All right, that makes that's, sense to me. That's, that's the smell I'm, you're getting. Yep, that's what I'm getting. Is that 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 rum barrel? And this one's 90 proof. Yeah, I kind of bounced back around between the creek and the river, and uh, I forgot to give you all the all the stats on the Dread River. So yeah. The Dread River is also, not also, 90 proof. And uh, like I said, it's finished in a, in a rum barrel. So I see you've already tasted it, and you tell me what you think about it while I, while I take a sip. So, so it's interesting. It's, it's, not, it's not very complex to me. It's kind of uh, medicinal. You know, as you were, almost like a Novocaine. When you said medicinal. I spit that out. You know what I'm saying? Do you get do you get that little bit of? Yeah, it's it's. I mean, it's it's very on the rye side to me. Well, it, it's not a it's, high. I know rye. it's not a high rye, uh, but I, can, I mean, it's got barley. It, it doesn't even have any rye. It's, it's a it's a wheat and corn. Well, I can. It's it's got but, a rye flavor to to me. You know, the corn. I guess the corn mash. And this was this was a fifty dollar bottle. I don't think I mentioned that either. It doesn't 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 meet my palate, man. It doesn't. It's, it's, I didn't enjoy it. I got to be honest with you. I didn't enjoy it. Yeah. That's, to me, that's a that's a pass. That's a hard pass to me. I'm, you brown bagging that one? I'm brown bagging that one, man. I I, I got to admit. I mean, I'm disappointed. 
disappointing. Yeah, I, I had flavor was weird. I had my, yeah, like I said, it's like a like a like a Novocaine type of. It's uh, a weird. It's a weird taste to me. I mean, I don't. I guess maybe the rum barrel. I don't like the rum barrel in it. Yeah, I, that's a brown bag for me. I was I was looking fifty bucks. Yeah, I was looking forward to that. Well, like I said, I hadn't opened it. This is the first time I cracked it open today. I hate Birmingham too, you know, close to close right, to home. Right, yeah, yeah, because they, they've got a nice restaurant there, and um, I mean, I would definitely like to go visit mm -hmm. and, and give them the benefit of the doubt on the rest of their line. Yeah, I'm you not, know, we're not a port barrel fan, right? Cabernet, I, I don't like. The yeah, we're, we, we're we're not as big a you know into the the finished. The barrel finishes disappointing. $50. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not a hard. I'm, one. I'm not a hard one either, but you forced me. You I gave did. me the bag, so I had to put the bag on there. But but I mean, I it, it, I've had worse. Yeah, it, 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 it's definitely not as bad as some of the other ones that we rated brown bag. I don't know but, if that's a ringing endorsement. I've right, had worse, but right. clearly for fifty bucks, I mean, there are so many thirty dollar bourbons, twenty five dollar bourbons out there. All right, I uh, take over that. We rated. Uh, the double, the Woodford doubled oak, as a brown bag, better or worse? Oh, that's worse than the double. You, oak. you think that's worse than the double oak? Yeah. All right. This is. I, I was torn between a, a, a this, one and a two, but this is. I'm a, gonna concede to a, your one. This is a step above the goat. <laughs> no, I. <laughs> no, it's it's a good floor above the goat. The goat. We would have given less than a brown. If we had a zero on our yeah, rating yeah, system. Yeah, totally would run. I would run from that bourbon. I've seen it. I've, I've, I've seen never it. said don't buy. You know, like even this, I would say, you know, hey, if you're into this kind of flavoring, right, buy it. Right. But that. Yeah, who are we to tell shoot. someone this is not your palate? Right, right. I mean, this might be your kind of bourbon, you know, but honestly, 50 bucks, no thank you. I, this is the one. Okay. Um, I've heard so much about Jefferson's right. Ocean. Right, this is Jefferson's Ocean, and this is $90 a so bottle. we're not paddling now. No, we're totally no, we're, 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 we're in a cruise ship. And that, that funny you should say that because the bottle actually comes with a, a ship's log. Oh, wow. So this this is part of Voyage 24, this Voyage bottle. 24. So it tells you where 24 went, You know what was the weather during this voyage. So that's one thing about Ocean's uh I was going to say Ocean's Eleven. Ocean's Eleven. <laughs> That's one thing about Jefferson Ocean is uh, you might get a little different taste from from voyage to voyage because this one I think it said it spent time in the Caribbean, which hopefully that wasn't any indication. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I don't know rum mine. No rum mine. But now, yeah, this is this is ninety proof. I've always liked Jefferson's Ocean or Jefferson's bottle. Jefferson's, yeah. Yeah, I've always liked their bottle. Yeah. Now this one is actually aged for seven years before it's loaded onto a ship. Okay, so it's not on the ship. No, it's, not, it, 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 it's at the Kentucky Artisan Distillery in Crestwood, Kentucky. That's an interesting color to me. It's uh, it's kind of a goldish. Right. A it's goldish. not really an amber. It's, mm -hmm. it's more gold. Uh, so after it's aged for seven, after this uh, Jefferson's Ocean is aged for seven years. Then they load it up on a ship, send it on a voyage for five to ten months. So, and it's out there on the ocean, being rocked back and forth. Oh yeah, you know, in really in and out of that wood. So uh, it should be pretty oaky. Should be pretty dry, well, maybe. No, really, what it, it should be kind of sweet. It it, it should it's, be kind of like salted caramel. 
All right. Well, I, I'm getting some caramel flavor so, from the yeah. smell, and it's little, sweet. Little cinnamon, caramel, yeah, brown I sugar. Get a little cinnamon, and, and and a little sea salt. You will get get that saltness. You're having to. You're 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 in deep thought over there. <laughs> so usually that means you're disappointed. No. It's complex, man. I, I got so many flavors in that first taste. Okay. I got... I, got, I get the caramel. I got caramel. I got vanilla spices. I smelled the cinnamon. Didn't really taste the cinnamon. Right. You know, I've tried this once before in, in, in a restaurant, and I didn't like it because I, it was salty, that batch that I got that night. But I, did you get much salt out of this one? Because I didn't really get a lot of salt. No, I got nothing but goodness. I got nothing but goodness on that one. That was good. Tell me that it wasn't. I mean, that was so many different flavors, smells. A little bit of hug. You know, I could feel the burn on my tongue. I like this one. Like I said, the first time I had it, <clears throat> excuse me, it went down a little bit the wrong way. <laughs> the first time I had it, <clears throat> it was too salty. And I, I'm not the type of person that salts my food, so gotcha. <clears throat> I'm not a big salt guy. But this one, I'm getting a lot of, <coughs> excuse me, a lot of caramel. You really hugged on that mm -hmm. one, didn't you? That, that one was, I like it. Well, you like it, why don't you rate it? <clears throat> Man, I tell you, I want to give that a four. Dude, that's that's neat for me. That that's a four for me. I don't like to hand out fours. Right. But but that particular that that particular. You know I'm gonna do something that that I hadn't done before. You gonna taste again? I I, I I need to go back one more time. One more again. He does this all. The time. <laughs> no, I'm talking about all during the show. He goes back all the time. Yeah, I do it at home, but. But not on the, not on the podcast. But that color is man for seven years. That doesn't look like a seven year bourbon. It's real gold. It's like a goldish color. It's not. It's not you know bronze or. You know I, I don't like you. I, I'm stingy with my fours and I. I this, know that's this what one. I was, I'm, that's what I was studying on. I'm this. I'm in between a three and a four, but I had to try it one more time, cause uh, to decide. Because I love caramel. That's and four, this, this has got some of the strongest caramel flavor of any bourbon I've ever had. And it's smooth. Oh, there's no burn. No, so I mean, smooth. yeah, I got choked a little while, but that was only my because tongue, it started going down the wrong pipe. My tongue I, is tingling from the, it's like my tongue is getting the hug. Yeah. Not my chest and my belly. I, this, this shocks me because like <laughs> I said, when, when I... Had it at a restaurant. That voyage, I don't know what number voyage it was, mm. but it was, at the was that voyage? 24. You know what? Ken Griffey, Ken Griffey Jr. Griffey Jr.'s <laughs> number. I wonder if there's a reason for that. I'm not sure. I, the print is so little on that little sea log. I, I, I'd have to put on some glasses to be able to read it. Ken Griffey Jr., but, uh, my favorite baseball player ever. But, uh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm going to. Surprisingly, I, I, but if you would asked me before the show, I would have never thought that. Uh, I feel like I've had that before, and I was none impressed. But 
That's what I'm saying. That's what's baffling me is because when I had it at the restaurant, I was, and it was expensive just for, a, a, it was like 20 something dollars a, a drink. Oh, wow. And I was like, it ain't worth it. It ain't worth $20 a drink. But if it would have tasted like this, just pure caramel, mm. I mean, this is like drinking it's a like Twix a, bar. <laughs> it's good, man. I mean, you, if so I, if so I, are you a four? If I get my Woodford chocolate bitters out, it might be a Milky Way. <laughs> I'm, I am gonna, I'm gonna give it a four. I agree, man. This I, particular I, bottle is is a four for me. You know that's going home with me tonight. <laughs> that's why that. I poured some more. <laughs> saving that for a, saving that one for another day. So we've got our third neat. Now we're up to three. We got Willet is a neat. Chicken cock is yeah. a neat. And this Jefferson. Where's, where's your ranking on chicken cock in that one? Oh, I'm still a chicken cock. You like the cock better? <laughs> <laughs> is that a loaded question? No, nah, that chicken cock is some good stuff. That is a good bourbon. That that one, like I said, that one tonight for whatever reason. Brown bag. Yeah. So just to recap, the Hardens Creek, Colonel James B. Beam. We gave that a three. Jim Beam did it again. Yeah, we liked that one. Of course, that's 80 bucks. Yeah. Well, but we've had some. That's a weak-looking $80 bourbon, right. but it was good. Well, and I bet you it's one that will sneak up on you at 108 proof oh, if you drink true. too much that's of true. it. I forgot that was one of them. Uh, so the, the Hardens Creek, the creek, we weren't up the creek without a paddle. We liked it. We gave yep. it a three. The river. Was nasty. That We're was, not going. Yeah, that was like the. You, that was like drinking that's the Mississippi one, yeah, that's, that one, was like, one of them rivers you don't want to eat the fish yeah, out of. The log rolling underwater. So on the, the Dread River, we weren't a fan of. There was just something. To, it was weird. A weird, or something a weird, weird about note it. to it. Maybe you'll find something different in it. But yeah, yeah, and, and I'll revisit it. You know, and sometimes depending on. Let's, let's get rid of the bag. Right, depending on what was on your palate already. Dread River, the benefit of the doubt. Right, so. Tonight, we, we weren't a big fan of the, of the Dread River. We gave it a brown bag. And then we both loved the, the Jefferson's Caramel. I mean, Jefferson's Ocean. <laughs> it was good. That's um, expensive, too. But yeah, yeah. I think, uh, I, think that, I think that bottle's definitely worth being in your collection. This one, this one clearly. Yeah, I think both of these on, these on the outer. a nice bottle. Well, there again, we're, we apologize, Spotify listeners. We keep pointing, but... The Hardest Creek, it's a good-looking bottle. It needs to be in your collection. It's a good bourbon, good sipping bourbon. The Jefferson Ocean, get a bottle of that in your collection. And really, you know, Jefferson's has got a nice line. Oh, yeah. Just their small batch yeah. is a good bourbon. I want to say, wasn't that one a... It's a very small batch of the, the Ocean. The it's Ocean. a very small batch, so it yeah. is sort of a select... Right, but but not a select. It's a small batch. Right. There is a difference, but pour us more. Uh, pour us some more Jefferson's Ocean for our final, <laughs> our final toast, and cheers for the show. And hope you guys enjoyed the show. Um, we we enjoyed bringing it to you. We enjoy doing this show, talking the sports. We like to keep it general, and just kind of cover across all sports. We don't want to just be football. It's real easy to just kind of pigeonhole yourself into one sport but right there's so many sports out there that's worth yeah. talking about yeah so but but we got a I mean there's there's a bunch that we haven't even got into yet you know no I mean we talk long enough you know yeah. we could we could probably talk another hour right for right and, and you know if 
if if we're going on too long, shoot us an email. Let us know. Hey, we, you know, send, tell us tell us. Hey, we like your show, but we'd like it to be shorter, or we'd like it to be longer, or whatever. You know, we'd like you to try this bourbon. Shoot us an email. You want to give us our give them our socials? Yeah, we got we got all the socials. Uh, you probably seen a few TikToks. If not, you need to get on TikTok. So we have a presence on TikTok. Bourbon buzzed and balling. We're on uh, Instagram. YouTube, of course, and, and as, as Colby said, our, our email address is bourbonbuzzedandballinpr at gmail.com. Right. Hit us up, man. We would love love to hear your feedback. Spotify, Apple. Spotify, You can listen to us on those. I leave that out every time, don't I? Well, it's not on our... Well, that's what I got you for. <laughs> that's what I got you for. But hey, yeah, we're, we're having a good time. Drinking some good bourbons. We're we're in the house that Colby built, so we got our free we got a free studio. That's so right. So you ain't getting rid of us. So if we suck, we suck. But we're not going anywhere. That's right. We're here. Anywhere? We're here to stay. No, this we, is my retirement. Yeah, we we enjoy talking. So if you don't like listening, drive on. Hopefully you don't. Hey, if you just want to tune into the bourbon part, tune into the bourbon ah. part. Now you miss all kind of good sports I mean, of, talk. Of course you miss some good talk. Man. But if you just don't like sports, I get it. If you don't like sports, fast forward to the end, usually about the last 20 minutes of the of the show is when we're over here at the bar. We're going to take this live on TikTok one of these nights. Hey, we're going to be doing live remotes from distilleries, you know, the, the bar the we games, went to this weekend. Yeah, we'll, game, yeah the absolutely. This, this show is going to be mobile. You ain't getting so. rid of us, bottom line. <laughs> join in, join, tune oh, in to us. you know man. what? We, we didn't even tell them next week. Next week, we're going to do something a little different. Are we? Well, yeah, we're well, you know, we're going we're gonna to have an opening toast, obviously. We're going to toast to some well-deserving people or person. Yeah. After we do that, we're going to come in hot with some current events, you yeah. know, something that happened within the week. We'll Don't know in. what it is. That's yet. right. We, we won't know Till till it happens. Generally, you know, it's somebody that screws up or right. does something good. That's right. it. Yep, yep, yep. So we'll we'll come we'll we'll do a toast. We'll come in hot. Then we're gonna, you know, it's it's football season. We love football, so we're gonna we're gonna do a little talking about week three in college, week two in the NFL. Yep. But one thing we love about football is tailgating. Tailgating or home gating. We like know. to eat. We, like we love to watch game. football, and you can't watch football without a good bourbon and, and something on your plate. Nachos, so chicken wings. Don't say too much, because we're going to come with the list. You're going to bring what you like. That's right. I'm going to bring what I like, and we're going to discuss. Top what, 10 list. What, of, what, what's the best foods at every tailgate you got to have? It's non-negotiable. These foods have to be at your tailgate. If you want a successful tailgate, you want your visitors, your friends and family to be happy. Got to have these foods. Got to have this. Got to have this. So we're going to do that next week. Then, of course, we're going to end up. We're going to talk about all that food, and then we're going to come over here. We're going to be thirsty. Yeah, you're going to get me drunk again. We're going to be thirsty, so we'll. Three or four different shots. I don't know what we're going to. We'll figure that out. The Uh, creek. The, the river, river the, the ocean. ocean. But we'll we'll have some new bourbons next week that we're gonna rate, and uh, can't wait. It's gonna be a great time. So yeah, join till us. next week. Cheers. Cheers.